0: So, reading from the Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam, Canto 8, Chapter 24, Matz is the Lord's Fish Incarnation, Text 39, etam adiṣa rājanam, harer anta rādiyata, sonva vak tam kalam yam rishikesha adisha Itam as forementioned Adisha instructing Rajanam the king, Satyaratha Hari, Hari, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Godhead. Antaradhyata, disappeared from that place. place. Saha, he, the King, king. Anva began to wait for. Tam kalam. Tam kalam, that time, that time. yam, yam. which, rishika isha, rishika isha. Lord, rishikesha. lord rishikesha, the master of all the senses, all senses. adishat, adishat. Instructed. instructed, translation, but there's no purports for some time. After after thus instructing the king, the Supreme Personality of Godhead immediately disappeared. Then King Satyavrata began to wait for that time of which the Lord had instructed. So we'll read until the next purport. After spreading kusha grass with its tips pointing east, the saintly king himself facing the northwest, sat down on the grass, began to meditate upon the supreme personality of Godhead Vishnu, who had assumed the form of a fish. Thereafter, the gigantic clouds, pouring incessant water, swelled the ocean more and more. As the water began to overflow onto the land, and inundate the entire world. As Setivarata remembered the order of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, he saw a boat coming near him. Thus he collected herbs and creepers, and accompanied by saintly Brahmanas, he got aboard the boat. The saintly Brahmanas, being pleased with the king, said to him, O king, Please meditate upon the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Keshava. He will save us from this impending danger and arrange for our well-being. Then, while the king constantly meditated upon the Supreme Personality of Godhead, a large golden fish appeared in the ocean of inundation. The fish had one horn and was eight million miles long. Following the instructions formerly given by the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the king anchored the boat to the fish's horn, using the serpent Vasuki as a rope. Thus being satisfied, he began to offering prayers to the Lord. The king said, By the grace of the Lord, those who have lost their self-knowledge since time immemorial and who, because of their I- this ignorance, are involved in a material conditioned life full of miseries, attain the chance to meet the Lord's devotee. I accept that Supreme Personality of Godhead as the Supreme Spiritual Master. Purport. The Supreme Personality of Godhead is actually the Supreme Spiritual Master. The Supreme Lord knows everything about the sufferings of the conditioned soul And therefore, he appears in this material world, sometimes personally, sometimes by an incarnation, and sometimes by authorizing a living being to act on his behalf. In all cases, however, he is the original spiritual master who enlightens the conditioned souls who are suffering in the material world. The Lord is always busy helping the conditioned souls in many ways. Therefore, he is addressed here as Paramo Bhavan, the representative of the Supreme Personality of Godhead who acts to spread Christian consciousness, or we should say, the representative of the Supreme Personality of Godhead who acts to spread Christian consciousness is also guided by the Supreme Lord to act properly in executing the Lord's order. Such a person may appear to be an ordinary human being but because he acts on behalf of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the Supreme Spiritual Master, he is not to be neglected as ordinary. As therefore said, Acharya Ma Vijaniyat. An Acharya who acts on behalf of the Supreme Personality of Godhead should be understood to be as good as the Supreme Lord Himself. Sakshat Dvarit Vena Samastha Yuktasthita eva sadhi kintu prabhuryak priya eva tasya pandeguro si charanaravinda. Does so anyone know where that comes from? <laughs> okay. Vishwanath Chakravati Thakura is advised that the spiritual master, acting on the Supreme Lord's behalf, must be worshipped as good as the Supreme Lord for He is the Lord's most confidential servant in broadcasting the Lord's message for the benefit of the conditioned souls involved in the material world. Namo Viṣṇu-Vidāya krsna Shrimate Bhutto, Śrīmatī Bhaktivedanta Svāṇitā Namaste Sarasutam Deva, Goravani phracarane nirvi Phracārāne, dhyade this, of course, is an interesting subject matter about the spiritual master, how he's a representative of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And this has gone over extensively in the first chapter of the Adi Lila of the Chaitanya Charitamrita. And this verse is quoted there, Acharyamam, Vijayanam, Nava, Magnite, Karichit. Namartya Sarabhude Shu Sarvadeva, my Guru. That one should see the Acharya as my very self and never disrespect him because the Acharya is said to be the representative of all the demigods. And in that purport, Prabhupada says, explains about the business of the Acharya, that it is not to enjoy his position, but just like a father tries to raise the son or the daughter so to educate them. So similarly, the spiritual master assumes the duty of educating the disciple, specifically by giving them second initiation and educating them in the duties of the the instructions in the Vedas. And then in the next verse, Sri Krishna Das Kavaraj Goswami says, Keta Ajani e Sarup. Krishna Swarup. Antaryami Bhakti Shesta Eduri Rup. That once you know the uh, Shikshaguru, Shikshaguru Keta, Krishna Sarup as a manifestation of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Antaryami Bhakti Shresta A e Rup. And this super soul is, well, the Shiksha guru is, is appearing as the antaryami the super soul, as well as the best of the devotees. So obviously, these three personalities, or we could say two, namely the initiating guru and the Shiksha guru, they are both Krishna, just appearing in different ways. The difference is that, a little slightly difference, is that in the purport to the one describing the Diksha Guru, Prabhupada says that the Diksha Guru is generally seen, according to our Acharyas, as either a direct representative of Lord Nityananda, the original spiritual master, or as a confidential servant, uh, associate of Shimati Radharani. On the other hand Prabhupada mentions that the shikshaguru in the Caitanya charitamrita in that 147 verse adi lila 147 he says that generally speaking the shikshaguru can be seen as two different personalities one who sees everything objectively from the spiritual point of view a liberated personality And the other is one who sees things subjectively, one who's not exactly liberated, but is able to give relevant instructions only to help the disciple advance in spiritual life. And then Prabhupada says, the acharya and the true sense of the term who is authorized to deliver Krishna, enriches the disciple with full spiritual knowledge and thus awakens him to the activities of devotional service. So in other words, there is a path towards liberation. And that anyone who's on that path towards liberation can help others along that path to liberation. Also, come to the path, come advanced on the path to liberation. For one who's, only one who's actually liberated or even beyond liberation because at the time of liberation which is known as nishta one actually begins the process of real devotional service at the point of ruchi asakti bhava, prema that this is actually devotion because kata ruchi, one has a taste for Krishna consciousness one is doing it spontaneously without any material motivation but still as we advance towards liberation, then gradually the science of Krishna consciousness is revealed to us. And therefore, anyone who is engaged in Krishna consciousness and helping others becoming advanced on the path of devotional service, they should be taken as a kind of Shiksha guru. When in the last days, Prabhupada is still present on the planet, some Indian gentleman tried to come into his room to ask Prabhupada a question. Because Prabhupada permitted them. But they requested that Prabhupada's caretakers please leave the room because it had to be a private question. They left the room and afterwards... After the Indian gentleman left and the caretakers inquired from Srila Prabhupada, what did they want? What was their inquiry? So, Prabhupada said, they, they were inquiring who the next Acharya would be. So, Prabhupada said, I'm not naming any next Acharya. Anyone who follows the instructions that as much as he follows the instructions, then he becomes the next leader. Not that I appoint a leader, but anyone who follows the instructions, then he becomes the next leader. And then Prabhupada said, you can become, he pointed out to the Indian gentleman, you also can become the next leader if you follow the instructions, or as much as you follow the instructions. So in other words, the actual any devotee who's repeating the words of Bhagavad Gita, the words of Krishna, it is not that individually or personally that these are our words and that we're repeating our words, but actually we're simply being used as an instrument. And Krishna is repeating his words through... Our activities, but it appears to be our activities, but actually they are activities of Krishna in proportion to our surrender. Therefore Prabhupada writes in the Bhagavad Gita, uh, in the Nectar of Instruction, that oh, Sri Rupa Goswami says, that there are different reciprocations of love. Our movement... The Hare Krishna movement is simply a loving movement. Even I remember when I visited the temple in New York at the beginning, it was didn't seem to be such a loving movement. Sometimes it even appeared to my imperfect vision that the devotees were fighting sometimes with each other. But Prabhupada's explanation was no, they're not. Exactly fighting. It's just like two pups in the same litter fighting with each other. It's not exactly fighting. It's kind of playing with each other. Mock fighting. To me it looked like it was fighting. But anyhow, in Prabhupada's vision, it was loving a kind of loving exchange. Because course, Prabhupada also warned us not to fight with each other. That would ruin the movement. Because actually... The movement is simply based upon six loving exchanges. Offering gifts in charity, accepting charitable gifts, revealing one's mind in confidence, inquiring confidentially, accepting prasad, and offering prasad. These are loving exchanges shared by one devotee to another. Now, sometimes it may appear that our loving exchanges... Are not being properly, uh, do not fulfill our desires. So therefore, Surabha Goswami says, Krishnetiyasa giritam manasadriyeta dikshasti prani tibis chabajantam isham shushushaya chabajna ananyanya indati suniridayam ipsita sangalabdya That one should mentally honor the devotees. Who chant Hare Krishna? The onus of the loving exchanges really rests upon ourselves. Not that I'm in the Hare Krishna movement and therefore everyone should love me. That's the loving exchange. Not, we heard the other day, that not that every, I, I joined the Hare Krishna movement and everyone is calling me Prabhu. So that's very nice. Finally, I came to a place where everyone is recognizing that I'm the master. And when I call other people Prabhu, it's just to make them feel good, but everyone knows who the real Prabhu is. No, actually, one should mean, one should actually mean it when one says Prabhu, that I am the servant of the servant of the servant. That is the instruction that's being given to us and that instruction is the reciprocation of these six different loving exchanges which begin with at least anyone who's chanting Hare Krishna and their probably divides that into the Sahajiyas or the neophyte who's trying to chant Hare Krishna. Because the Hare Krishna mantra is not simply some letters of the alphabet as Shri said. It is actually Krishna himself. So we're trying to chant Hare Krishna in such a way as to rem- at least remember that we're chanting to Krishna and to Shrimati Rārāṇī, that we're chanting, uh, asking them to engage us in their loving service. That it's not simply some letters we're chanting. And the result of that kind of chanting is that we'll remember Krishna, remembering Krishna's form, feeling Krishna's presence, becoming conscious of Krishna. So one who's chanting Hare Krishna, the Sahajis, of course, they chant Hare Krishna, but because they don't follow very strictly, uh, their chanting has no, doesn't produce very much spiritual benefit. But even the neophyte who takes initiation, learns how to chant Hare Krishna, he's learning so that when he chants Hare Krishna, He actually or she actually becomes conscious of Krishna. So, such a devotee should be respected within the mind. On the other hand, those who are actually serious about following the principles and trying to preach the Hare Krishna movement and worship the deity in the temple, that they should be, we should cooperate with them. Not that I know everything and therefore everyone should follow my path. Because everyone, as I say in Bhagavad Gita, everyone follows my path in all respects, O son of Kunti. So everyone should follow my path, all. Of this. Or as we we used to say, my way or the highway. So one has to learn that spirit of cooperation, that the whole idea is to satisfy the spiritual master and Krishna, and not simply be so willful as to think I'm right and anyone who follows my way is right, and everyone else is wrong. That actually is what is right is the spirit of cooperation. And then for those who are actually have experienced Krishna, those who know the science of Krishna consciousness, we should hear from them submissively and try and follow their instructions. What to do what? To learn how to cooperate to spread Christian consciousness, to learn how to respect those who are engaged in Christian consciousness properly. So it's not that we're simply offering respect to the topmost devotee and everyone else, as Bhadarīna Raimaraj would say sometimes during our meetings, everyone else is chopped cabbage. (laughs) I guess you know what that colloquialism is. It's not very valuable. No, the topmost devotee shows us the value of all the other devotees, how to properly respect them, to serve them, to cooperate with them, to honor them, to respect them. That's the whole teaching. Now, Prabhupada says something very interesting in that particular purport. He says, our duty is to learn the science of Krishna consciousness so that we can find out what platform uh, uh, we're actually on in devotional service. We can't imagine either that we're the topmost devotee or we're the most inferior devotee. We have to learn what is the symptoms of the different levels of devotion so we can engage in the loving exchanges appropriately. And we should learn what the different levels others are on also. If we don't have that vision, how we know how to adequately and properly reciprocate loving exchanges. And if there's not proper reciprocation of loving exchanges, where will our our movement be? How will it be nurtured? Of course, it's nurtured by prasad, but there has to be more than just prasad. There has to be loving exchanges. So one is duty-bound to learn the philosophy in such a way as to know how to properly reciprocate loving exchanges with different levels of devotees. And of course, everyone is always anxious. Who's the topmost devotee? Because that's the devotee we want to reciprocate with, and etc. But actually, it is not just the topmost devotee we're supposed to reciprocate with. It's every devotee, every living entity, ultimately. Shuvakta Thakur has given us a hint that a devotee who is able to make others into Vaishnavas. He could be understood to be an Uttama Adhikari. That one should not become a spiritual master unless he's obtained the platform of Uttama Adhikari. An intermediate devotee or a neophyte devotee can also accept disciples, but such disciples should be on the same level but it should be understood that such uh, dis- uh, followers cannot advance very well due to one's insufficient guidance. Therefore, one should be uh, careful to accept an Uttama Adhikari as one's spiritual master. So, then one, one is very much confused that where is the Uttama we find, especially after Shul Prabhupada has disappeared, many of the devotees within our society came here and went here and there, looking for the Uttama Adhikari. Whether we were successful or not, how can we judge that? We can judge it if they're able to help others become Vaishnavas. The Uttama Adhikari is expert at helping others advance towards devotional service. So why did not all the Prabhupada's disciples abandon our society and look for the Uttama Adhikari? because actually we already had the Uttama within our society, uh, namely Śrīla Prabhupāda. And whether anyone else besides Śrīla Prabhupāda was an Uttama that may be debatable in some circles, but the real fact is that the Uttama is there in his instructions. And anyone who's following his instructions and... Trying to help others become Vaishnavas, they're acting as an instrument for the Utmātākar. And in proportion to their success, then they make it spiritual advancement. And even one may not be on the topmost platform, but if he's trying, if he's giving the instructions to others and they follow those instructions and become, they're they're perfect. In other words, I may not be perfect but if one takes the instructions coming from the perfect sauce and follows them, then they become perfect. So there's no need to look around for the uttama One is acting as good as an uttama if one is, as much as one is understood, follows and instructs others to follow the uttama So this is Prabhupada, what he said also. He didn't claim, I'm an uttama adhikari, you must surrender to me. Generally, he said that I may be perfect, I may not be perfect. As a matter of fact, I'm not perfect. But because I'm following the perfect, liberated soul, therefore my activities are perfect. So similarly, all of us, we're supposed to, whether we're perfect or imperfect, whether we have the topmost realization of Krishna consciousness or not, we only have one duty anyhow, to try to understand what the desire is of our founder, Acharya, what the desire is of his representatives, who are also representatives of the Supersoul, try to understand who's on what level, according to the instructions coming from the disciple succession. Assimilate all this information in a humble way, And then, when everything is clear to us, then try to help others become Krishna conscious. In other words, we don't have to imagine what level we're on. We simply have to try to assimilate whatever information is coming to us through the simple succession from Krishna's bona fide representatives, assimilate that knowledge, and when everything is clear, then try to help others become Krishna conscious with that information. Act in Krishna consciousness as Krishna's Krishna's instrument, and as Krishna's instrument, try to help others become Krishna conscious also. So, we're simply being helped. We're being helped by the perfect instructions coming from Prabhupada's books, his instructions, and also from Prabhupada's representatives, from Krishna's representatives, who are also representatives of of the... Antaryami bhakti shresta eduri rup. They may be the best of the of Krishna's devotees. They may be on a lesser level. In any case, they're also Krishna's devotees, and we have to act with them, reciprocate with them accordingly. Then the result is what is the result? Love is there. Uh, as Prabhupada says in the Bhagavad Gita, the secrets of success is the satisfaction of the self realized spiritual master is the secret of success in Krishna consciousness. So if we're fixed in the instructions of the spiritual master, coming into simple succession, try to apply them, and then we'll be able to feel the satisfaction, the happiness of the spiritual master coming from his representatives. In other words, if we satisfy the temple president, we satisfy the gbc if we satisfy our god brothers and sisters our god nephews and sisters etc if we satisfy the devotees feel their then krishna the spiritual master will be satisfied krishna will be satisfied and will advance in devotional service in loving exchanges and if we think that there's something other something other perfection we're trying to do Achieve other than the satisfaction of the self realized spiritual master, which depends upon serving the instructions and doing what's actually best for others to help them become Krishna conscious, then we'll simply miss the point. That's all. And if we have the right understanding, the right point, we act simply for the satisfaction of Prabhupada and for those who are serving Prabhupada, following his instructions in proportion to their understanding and realization of what those instructions are, and we're able to discriminate properly, then the result is we'll be able to become more and more expert in the loving exchanges, and we'll be able to satisfy not only Srila Prabhupada, but all his actual bona fide representatives. We'll be able to properly help the innocent people make advancement in devotional service, We'll be able to better cooperate with our other devotees on the same level as us. We'll be able to respect those who are on a superior level. We'll have the the intelligence how to engage in loving exchanges and that way we'll make advancement towards bhakti, towards love. And if we don't properly exchange, loving exchanges adequately, then we'll always feel dissatisfied. We'll feel that there's something wrong with the movement. We'll feel that there's something wrong with others. But we won't realize actually there's really something wrong with ourselves. So, I'll stop there. Thank you. Any questions? Yes.
1: Thank you very much for your wonderful cast. <coughs> My question is not in, in regard to
0: the topic who, who you just talked about. In the verse, it's mentioned that Satyabrata, the King Satyabrata was meditating facing um, north-east. My question is that sometimes um, comes this topic that it's better to sleep facing East or facing south. And so for the devotee, that counts. So we should be aware of our position. Yeah, sure. Sure. Generally, the best way of sleeping is sleep towards the east, the head facing east. And the next best is south. That's good for health. And west is not good for health. And the the worst is facing north. That will simply create disturbance in the consciousness. But here, of course, Satyavrata is not going to sleep; he's meditating. (laughs) Hopefully, he didn't sleep. (laughs) Otherwise, he would have been facing a fairly inauspicious direction if he fell asleep. But luckily, the sages were there to keep him awake. Thank you. (laughs) Anything else? Okay. Thank you very much. Krandaraj Shrimad Bhagavatam Kijai Shila Prapad Kijai Gor Premanande.